anyway, so yeah, there's a big cassette fight, but and but things are going pretty bad for the Autobots until uh, Optimus Prime drops in with the Dinobots. Dinobots I, literally drop. I have to say, four though, of the, the Dinobots. The cassette fight is really, really good. <laughs> the cassette fight is so good, guys. Yeah, because they're cute. like <laughs> they, they, they do they. They crush it, they open up, you know, they break open the glass of the, like, little communication place. And then they're, like, tiny and, like, Rav- like Perceptor is there and has to, like, pull Ravage off his back. <laughs> He's got, like, run, Blaster, save yourself, which is more just making fun of Perceptor for <laughs> being the nerdy one who can't, is terrified of fighting off these cassettes. But yeah, and then Blaster sends out his cassettes and, and, okay. I just, I, I really love that little fight. It's really good. Anyway, Optimus Prime. So Optimus Prime gets in, he drops in with four or sometimes five of the Dinobots. Uh, It's four Dinobots. (laughs) We only see Snarl in one shot inside, um, the cockpit of a later spaceship, I think. Yeah. Poor Snarl. Yeah. Aww. He, he just wanted to be in this movie. So they, the, there's a pretty cool Dinobot Devastator fight in which we get yes. a brief, like, weird cartoon eyeball shot of Sludge. Yeah, which it, it felt like it was out of a Gundam cartoon, that gag. It's definitely where the animators are having a little fun with this. Which actually yes. is a thing that, that it happens in, in an episode of Gundam where in the jungle of Jaburo, where a snake does that literal same thing with the eyeballs. It's like, what the fuck? Ah. Animators like to do that. I was going to say it was a very, like, Haro sort of... I don't know. It's funny, but but it, it's weird when Sludge pops his eyeballs out. It's weird when it's in a, a context like this that is not normally animated that way. Yeah. Anyway, so Optimus Prime gets out, um, decides that Megatron must be stopped, no, no matter, matter the cost. The cost. Uh. And then it's... T- a- Keep an eye on his dialogue because you're gonna be hearing it for the next thirty years. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I hate it when it's used everywhere. One else. shall stand, one shall fall. But I will recite it along with the movie while watching the movie because it's fun in the yes. movie. Yes. So the uh, the the touch starts playing, and do 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 do. You got the touch. Do do. You got the power! I, I know they're... I have engaged in occasional, yeah. uh, just like, pick up acapella performances of Dare at BotCon before, which is pretty great. <laughs> so Prime heads anyway. to the city and he just starts kicking Decepticon ass all over the place. He just rolls out. It's really good. The, the animation... The There's a pretty great shot where you Lots just of hero see... Shots. Uh, I think it's the most exciting thing uh, Thrust ever did. Yeah. Where you just see him reflected <laughs> in Prime's reflected grill. In grill that... And it just gets run the hell over. Such yes. a good scene. Uh, uh, feature this, quality I mean, animation. It does make really good use of that song. It yes. Works. And then Prime and Megatron just start quoting dialogue at each other and they have a big fight and they're just weirdly megatron is just pulling stuff out all over the place yeah i guess he's got like a lightsaber well he finds the doesn't he find the lightsaber on the ground 
I think he no, he had the lightsaber. He finds a okay, gun the, on the ground. Fi- yeah, the gun was yeah. Different than the lightsaber just comes out of nowhere. He just has a lightsaber again. Somebody saw Star Wars. I mean, why wouldn't he? Possibly a um. This is possibly a reference to the movie's director Nelson Shin, who I think worked for Lucasfilm in the seventies and came up with the <laughs> lightsaber noise. Oh, huh. Or it's, it may just be like RC's head, and just we like. <laughs> <laughs> like Star Wars. What's also they, possible? Star Wars wasn't the first ones to do laser swords. They just made it cooler. I think he came up with the noise. Ah, uh-huh. which uh, in Star Wars books is often described as the sound of ripping silk. Which okay, <laughs> why? I mean, it's hard to describe that noise, but I don't think ripping silk do you, is. It. Do you rip up a lot of silk? Yeah, it's like, who knows guess. That, that, what that sounds like. <laughs> Shit's expensive, man. Yeah. So, yeah, they they have a big fight. They're all manner of quotable dialogue is happening. So much quotable dialogue. Yeah. And then Hot Rod ruins everything. Yeah, because he's... <laughs> Prime's got Megatron on the ropes. Hot Rod kind of... Like, Megatron's about to draw a gun. Hot Rod blunders in. Megatron takes him hostage. And then just uses this to oh, just... Oh, no, you don't, Megatron. ...shoot the hell out of Optimus Prime. But Megatron is so beat up at this t- point that they just have to, like, carry him back well, yeah, to Astro Train as the Decepticons are retreating. Prime, even after getting stabbed in the side, shot in the side, Prime still manages to double-axe handle Megatron off a cliff. It's the old Shatner punch. <laughs> yes. And uh, I, I love that when he's be I think it's Soundwave who's carrying him back to yeah. Astro Train. It's either Rumble or Frenzy who's yes. carrying his detached fusion cannon behind him. Yes! Adorably carrying it so on. One of the cutest shots. Aww. Anyway, they they all they all pile into Astro Train, who is um questionably They're... roomy between <laughs> scenes. It's the biggest this he's is... ever been. Well. At one point, they have to, like, slouch to get in him, but then later in the movie, Devastator forms inside him. Yeah. (laughs) There were a lot of TARDIS jokes made about him in early fandom. And man, did you have to be a nerd to make TARDIS jokes in the 80s. Yeah. You had to watch them, like, PBS at midnight. the 90s, at least, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely in the PBS at midnight era. Anyway, so so they take off, and Optimus Prime is not doing so great. And uh, this is about the time when I think a third of the audience uh, started to flee in tears because <laughs> we just get like an Optimus Prime like just spends like the next five minutes dying. I don't remember if I I might have cried the first time. But I will say that I feel like this had a lot of impact on my storytelling. This was a big influence on my storytelling. <laughs> because I was just like, this is so many feelings. <laughs> oh my god. And, and from what I can recall, like, Cullen's really good in this scene. Yeah. Yes. Do not grieve. Soon I shall be one. With the Matrix Wait, and the... all of us who had ever been only watching, so the Matrix, Matrix had come up in the comics before, yes. but for cartoon people, it's like the what now? Yeah. <laughs> and it turned the Hawa. I can't remember exactly what it looks like in the. It, it basically looks like this in the 
comic from what I can recall. It's like a disco well, ball with like a, like a holder with like handles. Yeah. Well, in the comic comic, in the adaptation of the movie comic, it first looks like a pineapple. Yes. Mmm, <laughs> pineapple. But yeah, Matrix is like, wait, what? The fuck is the Matrix? What movies so have it's, you it's seen like in the gl- future? It doesn't entirely explain what it is in this movie, but it's a glowy yeah. thing. Prime has it in his chest, and it goes to the next leader, which he says will be Ultra Magnus, even though Ultra Magnus is all, eh. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not worthy. Yeah. I'm just a soldier, Prime. I'm not worthy. And so in case you didn't figure out how this movie was going to end, he kind of drops it, and then it ends up being caught by Hot Rod, which who makes it, like, glow. Yes. Because like, we're, we're definitely doing a chosen one thing. In this and movie. then Hot Rod's like, here you go, Magnus. Yeah. Okay, you, you could read it as a chosen one thing, or you could read it as, whoever touches it next gets the power. It's an accident. <laughs> oh. That's Our, a fair point. It's, it's like catching the bouquet at a wedding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that is what I want. Just a dying prime, just chucking this into a crowd of randy bridesmaids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, what? Okay, so Megatron's fusion cannon is his garter belt, then? Yes. Exactly. (laughs) Sad music, Uh, everyone's crying, Prime turns gray, and it goes sort of silent, the dialogue's out, and Daniel's crying. Wait, that doesn't happen yet. Listen, I'm... I'm, No, I haven't watched this uh, in a while, but I'm pretty sure he crumbles to dust. (laughs) (sighs) God damn it. Oh, that... The, the myths around this movie, that, that is one of the weirdest ones. It's understandable though because a scene, two scenes later somebody does crumble to dust. Or was it like three scenes later? Three scenes, pretty much. There's that, and additionally, let's be honest, if you're watching this in the theater as a kid, you were not able to see the screen clearly. Yeah. I was. Through your tears. I didn't cry until I saw Godzilla in 1985. <laughs> anyway, anyway, good news, everybody. Nobody, uh, never again would children be traumatized by watching like what, what was ostensibly a kid's movie in which a hero crumbles into dust until 2018. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, Ooh. too soon. Too I soon. Too soon, still too soon. I don't soon. feel so good, Ultra Magnus. <laughs> also, a robot... Showing that he had perished by turning gray. Oh, that's uh, right. He does we, turn oh, gray. Oh, yeah. As we discussed back in our Infinity War And, in fact, after a gem gets removed from him. Yeah. yeah. He turns gray, and then a bunch of people die by crumbling into dust. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, so yeah, everybody's... It's always every, too soon. Everybody's very sad. We cut back to the Decepticons, and Astro Train is all... Listen, it's been a long fight, and you guys are all too fat. You gotta chuck somebody out. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand astrophysics and, and conservation energy and how space energy works. Astro train physics. And it needs to be lighter so I can go faster. That's... No! That's... No, that's not kind of how shit works in deep space. Once you're in deep space... Uh, I mean, they should say mass instead of weight, but whatever. It, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, I mean, the thing is, apparently he's burning through fuel too fast, but yeah, if they're in the void of space, yeah, then he doesn't down. need to be pushing against You'll anything. You'll still get there. You'll just get there slower. Uh, physics. Listen, we wanted to, but Blitzwing has to pee. 
Blitzwing isn't even there. Is he in this movie at all? No. Yes, he is. He is. He, he is Wait. in this movie. There is that oh, bit where like right. Cup is like Cup doing acrobatics spins, on his I tank. I forgot turret. about that. But yeah, but he gets blown up or something. <laughs> no, he lives through the movie. He's yeah. a, a major player in Five Faces of Darkness. Well, yeah, but later, yeah. But that, I think that's like his only scene. Movie. I forgot he he's in this movie. Man, okay, he, to, he has a line. We need to watch Five Faces of Darkness. One of these. I think he says like uh, like Come on down, Otto Brat. <gasps> yes, and then he transforms really dramatically, and then like yes, so he is in this movie. Cup gets up on top of him and pulls up his barrel and makes him shoot like one of the Insecticons because he's weirdly limber oh, for an old guy. I remember the barrel part? I forgot that was Blitz. That was really good. I think that was Brawl for some reason, but Brawl's not in the movie. Anyway, it's been two years since I've seen the movie. Well, <laughs> I forgot the scene. Anyway, I mean, listen, I remember De Laurentiis Entertainment Group. I don't know what you expected me for to, to forget. 